Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Before we get to that, uh, you're going to talk to our old mate, uh, Dean Lonigan, boxing promoter, of course, uh, international man of mystery extraordinaire. Dino, g'day, how are you? Ricardo, how goes you? I, I wish I was an international man of mystery. It's just uh, what we do right now is bloody hard work here in Australia, but everything's going well. That's good, mate. That's good. And uh, a massive announcement, which has uh, just been made public as well, about a couple of the uh, big names in New Zealand boxing, guys that I think will become household names over the next couple of years, uh, heading over your part of the world, over to over to Australia to uh, uh, to mix it up with some Aussies, uh, Andrew Mikhailovich, Jerome Pamploni, uh, a couple of guys uh, you've obviously shoulder-tapped and seen some uh, some potential there. Look, these guys are enormously talented. Andre Mikhailovich, I promise you, it's 16-0. He is so close. Uh, we'll get him in the top 15 in the not-too-distant future in a couple of the organisations in the world. And uh, he's in the middleweight division. Now, there's exciting things happening there, Ricardo. I have two other middleweights here in Australia. I've got a co-promotional agreement on a guy called Michael Zarafa, who's a bit of a, uh, a villain over here in Australia. And I've got Isaac Hardman. Now, those two fight on uh, April 20 in Melbourne. The winner of that fight has been mandated by the IBF to go to number two in the world. Now, the current world champion, Genevieve Golovkin, is signed to fight Canelo Alvarez at super middleweight, which means he'll be moving up and has to vacate the world title. So one of those two boxes that uh, I have with me, Zarafa or Hardman, will be fighting for a vacant world title uh, against a guy that I know they can beat. And if that was to happen, Andre is right in the mix to be one of the first opponents if they were to win that middleweight world title. So uh, these things can move very, very quickly, and these are things that I've been working on. Me and my son Liam have been working on in Australia for a very long time, and uh, a very big plan is starting to come to fruition, and these guys are coming in at the right time. Jerome Pamplone, an extremely uh, very, very good light heavyweight, obviously different division to Andre, quite a couple of divisions up. But uh, he's coming over here to spar Jaya Bataille, and the significance of this is Jaya Bataille is signed to me, uh, Dan Elements, and he fights on May 11th for the world title, the cruiserweight world title on the Gold Coast. So uh, he's up against a guy called Marin Breedis, who's the number one cruiserweight in the world. So uh, Andre, oh, sorry, uh, Jerome, at a very you know, just into his career with us, is uh, is, is sparring the very, very best. So uh, mate, very exciting times ahead. I can promise you that. Yeah, I mean Jerome getting to go over there at 10 and 0 in his career uh, to work with a guy like uh, Jai Opatia. I mean that's going to be massive for his development. When do you see him actually fighting over the ditch, mate? Have you got anything lined up just yet? Yeah, we have both Andre and Jerome fight over here on April 13. Uh, Andre's up against a guy called King Davidson, and uh, Jerome's up against Lucas Miller. And fortunately, Jai, Lucas Miller's a southpaw, and it turns out so is Jai at the tyre, so his preparation couldn't be any better. So it's uh, big news for these boys. You know, Andre's fought over here before. He fought on the Paul Gallon undercard, and would you believe this? He fought a guy called Alex Hannon, who's a bit of a gangster. Alex Hannon thought it was smart to punch Andre before the fight started when they were just lining up with the referee. 
That went viral on social media and on two streams alone was viewed by 32 million people around the world. Wow. So uh, it's fair to say <laughs> Andre's made a great start for his career over here. The Australian media really like him. So, uh, you know, once we get this middleweight rivalry running between all three guys and we can jag the middleweight title and put that in the middle, it'll be, it will explode over here and obviously New Zealand. And, of course, Jerome at light heavyweight made this great opportunities in Australia for him as well. So they both fight on April 13, and I'll be talking to Sky. They're getting that fight on in the very near future. Yeah, and, of course, Andre's fighting, uh, you mentioned him, King Davidson, a guy who's a former world champion, right? Yeah, I think he, he had the uh, IBO world title, which is not one of the big four, but he certainly had a lot of regional belts. King has never been stopped. Uh, he's had 23 or 26 fights. He's only had three losses, but never been stopped. So this is a big deal for Andre, and uh, mate, he made a, a big splash on the Gallon Hooney undercard, so he needs to carry it on now the combat sports in New Zealand whether you're talking boxing or MMA seem to be going through the roof mate we seem to have uh, a real wealth of talent coming out of this country uh, in, in all forms of combat sports uh, what do you put that down to Dino? I don't know to be honest like New Zealanders they're all a pretty hardy resilient bunch and they, they, they like physical contact sports and I guess what's happened is through, uh, you know, with MMA, with the guys at City Kickboxing, they've just presented huge opportunities for their guys by being as good as they are, you know, with their coaching techniques. And so all of a sudden, guys are probably going, you know what, I've seen that UFC. There's a couple of Kiwis in that. I can actually do that as well. So you've got more and more people participating. And probably the same with the rise of Joseph Parker. You know, Joseph Parker won the heavyweight title of the world, which I don't think a Kiwi's done that for, if ever, one born out of New Zealand. So... A remarkable effort by Joseph, and people are probably looking at that going, well, mate, if Joe could do it, I could do it. So the opportunities are probably there now that weren't there 10, 15 years ago. So, uh, mate, it's, it's good to see, and, and, and I don't see this slowing down. It's, no. it's certainly going through the roof here in Australia as well. Yeah, I mean, because there's, a, there's a, other, a few other Kiwis kicking around as well. You know, I look at Chucky Francis, um, who's the, the current cruiserweight champion over here. Uh, he looks like he needs, he needs you know, to fight offshore as well. To, to, you know, he's pretty much beaten everybody that he can beat here. Um, so there's plenty plenty coming through, mate. But also uh, really good coaches as well. And, and Isaac Peach is, is one of the best. He's a, he's a bloke who battled hard in the ring as a middleweight himself. And, and he's coaching both uh, Pamplone and Mikhailovich as well. And you, you've got him as part of the stage. Yeah, we're very, very lucky to have Isaac uh, as part of the stable. Him and his wife, Alina, uh, mate, they're a real great team. And they love their boxing. They met in a boxing gym and they, I'm sure they've, they've got three or four kids. They're going to be bloody raising boxes. But they have boxes come around and stay. And he's also, on the, uh, so Isaac's also coaching Kiki Latelli. And Kiki Latelli's quite significant because he's fighting uh, our heavyweight, Justice Hooney on May 11 on the undercard to the uh, to the giant tyre fight. So uh, Andre, sorry, Isaac Peach, very, very involved uh, in boxing with me and uh, you know, with, 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 with our guys or against our guys. Yeah, Justice Hooney, tell us a little bit more about him. We've seen him on TV here a couple of times fight on some of these Australian cards, mate. Um, I mean, I know that you're his promoter, so you're going to talk him up and that's cool, but... You know, where does he sit, do you think, in, in, in sort of the world heavyweight picture at the moment? And how far does he have to go before we're talking about him in that top echelon? Well, no less than Timothy Bradley, who's a uh, fought Manny Pacquiao three times, a former world welterweight champion, put out a report on ESPN about the two fighters in each division you should watch. And he, he pulled out a cruiserweight division um, 
guy at the tyre has been one to watch because he's just deadly and efficient with his punches and got a granite chin. He also pulled out uh, Justice Hooney as only one of two heavyweights, along with Jared Anderson, who's with Bob Arum. I think Justice Hooney uh, will go on to be the first Australian heavyweight champion of the world. I don't really count what happened with Lucas Brown and bloody the WBA in Chechnya, I think it was. But no, Justice Hooney has all the goods. You know, we uh, obviously oversaw the rise of Joseph Parker's career, mm. and this boy is probably, in our opinion, more more talented at the same stage as Joe is. He currently, after five fights, he sits about 35 on box rec. He's the only Australian boxer in history to come out of the amateurs, fight a 10-round fight, and win the Australian national title. He uh, destroyed Paul Gallon with a uh, basically a busted knuckle uh, going back to June last year. You know, Gallon had been rampaging through everybody, and uh, Justice gave him a boxing lesson, and Paul made an enormous amount of money for that. Had a rematch clause, but had no interest in exercising it <laughs> simply because of the beating that he took. So uh, we've got a big year plan for Justice. I'd expect by the end of this year, I'd be very surprised if he's not the top ten. Once he's in the top 10 of the world, you know, we'll probably have nine or 10 fights under his belt, then we'll start to make some big moves. But the big thing over here is what you've got to do is you've got to get famous and you've got to make sure you can drive revenue through the gate and pay-per-view revenues. So we're focused on that, but uh, I can promise you we've got an amazing, probably the best stable, in, you know, in, in the Southern Hemisphere in Jaya Mattia fighting for world title. You know, uh, Isaac Hardman and Michael Zarafa fighting for the number two spot in the world. Then you've got Justice Hooney. He's, you know, 5-0 and un- unbeaten heavyweight. He's making massive splashes, splashes globally. And, of course, Andre uh, Mikhailovich and, uh, and Jerome Campone added to the stable as well. And we're going to keep adding to that. So this is uh, it's an exciting ride to be on. I can promise you that, Ricardo. Yeah, mate. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, all the fights we're going to be uh, getting. Uh, on Justice Hooney, I know you've, you haven't mentioned any names yet, but uh, I, I kind of look at uh, a matchup that I'd like to see, and, and maybe this isn't going to you know, sort of bust down the barn doors in terms of being a cash grab, but, I mean, him versus Junior Farr, I think, would really uh, would be a great matchup and would be the, you know, this is the next big heavyweight out of this part of the world. That's, that's actually a really good fight that we tried to make. You know, the junior junior's management, his promoters are quite good to deal with, but junior's management is just totally unreasonable. And uh, the, the fact that junior hasn't fought, what, since he fought Joseph Parker, is a fair indication that the bloke running the Markadell's got no idea what he's doing. And, uh, you know, we'd love to have, we'd love to fight junior far, but they just make it too difficult. The amount of money that they wanted was, you know, ridiculous. We were prepared to pay it. But then they uh, kept throwing in stupid little things on the side, put this guy on the undercard, pay him this much, and it's like, mate, I'm not your promoter. Wake up for yourself. So it's fair to say we'd love to fight Junior Far. I can't get happy because he's just stupid and what they are for prices. But if he, if we did fight him, it would be a, a one-way destruction and end Junior's career, which they may know it, and that's why they ask for so much money. Yeah, right. Okay, good to know, Dino. Now, uh, we have been talking today about your Mount Rushmore of fighters. So your four top favourite fighters that you would put on a Mount Rushmore, mate. I know you love your fight sports. Uh, one of my uh, abiding memories of boxing is, is you coming out at a fight for life with uh, with all the crew from Kaluzi uh, dancing with you to the Rocky Horror Picture Show theme. I'm sure you've got a few ideas, mate. Who, who would your four favourite ones be? Well, probably the top four, you know, like obviously the guys that I promote, I love them to get. So how about we have a senior Mount Rushmore and a junior Mount Rushmore? Sounds good. Junior Mount Rushmore, the five guys, and the six, obviously, we, yeah, I'd love to see, I, I got a lot of time for Joseph Parker, of course. Then, of course, Jeff Horn, who won the welterweight title of the world in front of 51,000 at uh, promoted over here. Then, of course, the five guys I've currently got. So there's your junior Mount Rushmore. 
Uh, you've seen him at Rushmore. I would probably go Muhammad Ali, yep. Joe Frazier, George Foreman, and probably uh, Roberto Duran. Those stone hands. Roberto Duran, the hands are stone. Would you believe this? I, we brought Roberto Duran down for that Jeff Horn fight just to mix and mingle with the corporates. He's a hell of a funny guy. And mate loved red wine, and he got on the drink with a good mate of mine called Grant Churcher. And Church does love does love a drink, and uh, it's fair to say that Roberta got so pissed he fell off a chair at one of the corporate tables. And Churchill, that was the greatest thing of all time. So, uh, <laughs> mate, a, a good bloke and a bit of humour. Oh, fantastic, Dino. Hey, mate, listen, thanks very much for giving us some time. I know you got a busy day. I really appreciate it, mate. But best of luck to you and the operation DNL uh, and getting Andrew and Jerome over to Australia. Looking forward to seeing those fights, mate. And anytime you want to. Ch- uh, you want to talk boxing, uh, we're here for you. All right, just one little point. It's Andre, not Andrew. Andre, Andre, Andre. Andre, Russia. Andre, Andre. I will, mate. Andre Mikhailovich. Good stuff, Dino. Thanks very much, mate. Go well. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.